Hello, welcome to Art Friends. We are friends who like art, and my name is Opalia. And today I am joined by Coda. That's me. Cohen Comer. Hi. And our very special guest, Popcross Studio. Hello. Yay. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the show. We we have we have a very special guest today. Uh we have Popcross or Christian uh from YouTube. Uh, would you like to introduce yourself real quick? Hello, I am Christian, or Popcross, from YouTube, as Coda said. Yeah. Um, yeah, I run an art channel called Popcross Studios. Yeah, he's, yeah, a, he's like an, uh, he's an upcoming YouTuber. He has like 20 subs or something. Uh, be sure to subscribe <laughs> to him. Uh, really, like, support him. He makes uh, some good content. Cohen, multiply that number by about a thousand. Or no, by, <laughs> by a hundred thousand. Wait. By a lot of yeah, thousands, Ten, almost, by almost lots of thousands, it. and then you got a sub count. Some thousands. <laughs> now, nah, what are you talking about? Some kind of math would get us there. Some kind of math, indeed. It's literally math. We're Every all artists. We don't do math. In the world. Luckily, we are not art. Fr- uh, we're not math friends, but art friends. <laughs> indeed. If I was good at math, I wouldn't be an artist. Anyways, uh, so Christian, you do indeed run a YouTube channel, which is very cool, and. Yeah, it's it's going very good, and you're growing pretty rapidly. Like you've been growing a lot recently. Uh, Thanks. So I figured uh, it would be a good a good topic to talk about the art side of YouTube, in a sense, just kind of the art community, how you'd run an art channel, so on and so forth. Yeah, sounds good. I don't know. Uh, I I have I whenever I was like a teenager, I kind of started like a youtube channel that never went anywhere just because it seemed fun you know what are you mm-hmm. talking about the whole reason we know you to this day is probably because of that youtube channel it is <laughs> well, the reason i know you is because i went on a discord channel from a youtube i don't even know just because my sister asked me if i want to go there but yes but <laughs> christian what motivated you to start start doing youtube you know uh I really just wanted to figure out a way to make a living with my art doing specifically what I wanted to do. Because I'd already been working as an animator for pretty much exclusively other YouTube channels. So the first job that I ever had was at a um, at an alternative news site where I was doing animations and editing for their YouTube channel. And then I worked at a marketing agency for a bit. And um, then over at the Score Esports as an animator on their YouTube channel. And because all I was doing was animating for other people, I was enjoying myself. But I got to a point where I was like, this is fun, but I'd love to be working on stuff that I'm specifically passionate about. Right. I mean, esports was pretty cool. It's just not an industry that I am super passionate about myself. Whereas running a YouTube channel, I was like, well, I can start this and do literally whatever I want with it and see if people are willing to watch and get into it. Man, imagine starting a YouTube channel like that. That is the best thing about YouTube is you can do literally anything. Like people get millions Mm -hmm. of views for watching memes. Like, you know, if you have a passion, you can usually monetize it when it comes to YouTube. Because yeah. getting flashbacks to one guy who literally screamed the entirety of the New Testament. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was... What did that have, like 9 million views? Oh, that was crazy. Something but there was like one that. dude it's... who just screamed the entirety of the New Testament. And 
got tons of money for it. So I mean, you can if, if that's what if that's what you're into, you can go for it. Well, that's like any time I'm I I am super happy with how my channel's going, but there's always the times where I'm scrolling through my newsfeed, come across a channel that's posted one video of a a puppy sitting on a baby's head or something that's got 95 million views. Exactly. And I'm like, huh, I'm doing <laughs> well, but this channel has five times my views from just one video that probably took them three minutes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's a bit unfortunate. Anything can get big on YouTube. That is true. Literally anything. That's the best and the worst part of the internet. <laughs> uh, I feel like people upload to youtube even if they're not trying to be youtubers like cohen has uploaded youtube mm -hmm. videos somewhat somewhat regularly even though he's not trying to be a youtuber no coda you True. just crushed my dreams i'm actually trying to become a youtuber oh i'm sorry <laughs> i should not have assumed your youtube status did you just assume my youtube status <laughs> i'm going to at you on twitter right now <laughs> oh dear just at me you're not gonna say anything yeah i'm just going to literally tweet at you Right now, just at Coda, that's it. I'm curious if you'll do it. <laughs> yes, I think that's the main appeal of YouTube, is you can do literally anything you want. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Would there would there be any other jobs like that that y'all could think of? Because I can't think of another job that just lets you freely make anything. Literally a freelancer. Mm. No, because people pay you to make stuff. Yeah, they, you still mm. got to conform to some people. And there are spe usually specific projects that, I mean, if you get big enough, you can probably go and only take the projects that you're super passionate about. But um, there, when you're just like, oh, well, I got to make money this week, so I will have to take this project from mm, Big Diaper Corporation or something <laughs> and just make an ad about their diapers or something like that. Legitimately, the only recent commission I've had is to draw a baby for an album cover, so that's not too far off. Oh. <laughs> yeah, there I'm you go. Curious. I, I can imagine what that email would look like. Like, just, hey, you have cool art. You know how to draw a diaper? If you do, we'll pay you to do it. <laughs> we'll pay you in diapers. Yeah, we'll pay you in diapers. You got a kid? If not, you could still find a way to use them, probably. Yeah, we'll pay you in diapers and exposure. Yes, exactly. You're an artist, that's all you need, right? Yeah, we'll pay you in exposure, and if that's not enough, we'll throw in a couple diapers. <laughs> yeah. Um, But there are some jobs like mangaka, where you own, make your own comic or manga. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's true. Like, obviously, YouTube is like a big way of getting like a bigger community um, to watch your like comic or stuff like that. Yeah. Or, like, just the random stuff you want to do. Exactly. But I do feel like both mangakas and YouTubers are... You have to be basically a work addict, because otherwise you're not going to make it. The irony yeah, that's true. I'm making YouTube, even though I'm the least kind of work addict person. Yeah, well, because you are literally your own boss, which means no deadlines. Uh, mm -hmm. There was a TED Talk, I forget exactly who it was by, but basically he said procrastinators work by deadlines there's uh he he boiled it down to three characters and one of them was a deadline monster where basically once you start getting close to oh, yeah, a deadline procrastination uh, monkey and such yes once you I get close that. to a deadline that's when you actually start doing work but when you're a youtuber there's no such thing as deadlines so some people will just never start doing work mm -hmm. right so, so you kind of have to love what you're doing yeah 
Yeah. Well, also, it, it can help on YouTube that it's far easier to grow your channel and get consistent views if you do set a strict schedule for when your videos are going to come out. Right. It's not the only way, because like even James Reyes, the box office artist, he I, I've talked to him about it and he has never had a set day that he always uploads stuff uh -huh. um, until recently. Now he's doing a video every single day, which is cool, okay. but um, or every single weekday, I think. But um, intense. yeah, so you don't necessarily have to do it. But I've had I've tried to keep a consistent schedule just because for one thing, I like to have a time that people can expect the videos because I know I mean, actually, I guess with my favorite channels, I don't necessarily always know when they upload, but I know some people get uh, try to be or, or enjoy being excited for when the video is going to come out right. and come comment on it right as it's coming out. Um, mm. But also just from YouTube algorithm standpoint, it's better to have a consistent time that you always upload at because it just kind of actually I was going to try and go into it, but I don't even totally understand the algorithm. I just know that's a thing that helps Does anybody do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't think YouTube understands the algorithm. They put some numbers in and it works somehow. <laughs> it was like a kid drawing. It just kind of worked out eventually. <laughs> Yeah, literally me doing That's... the thumbnails. <laughs> exactly. But uh, I think I think I think uh, when it comes to uploading consistency, not only does it help the algorithm, but like you were saying about getting excited, it's more likely for someone to check your channel than it is for it to a video to pop up in their feed. So if they know when to yeah. check your channel, then they can go watch the video manually, which is much more likely for than them just finding it randomly. Right. I mean, yeah. You're so so having a consistent upload schedule people will check your videos rather than just wait for them to appear and watch probably like statistically i'm sure having a consistent upload schedule leads to more views per person right yeah another like i have noticed that your schedule has kind of ingrained itself into my subconscious because at this oh, point yeah. every time that i'm like sometimes i'll just be like huh man i haven't uh, had any like podcast content in my brain for a while wait what day is it oh it's monday he's uploading in like three minutes what <laughs> <laughs> perfect that happens every single time and i feel like the only times that you break schedule is when you upload a bonus video which is just what <laughs> yeah yeah i try to keep it consistent except for the bonus ones and live streams which i always say i'm gonna do more of after i do one and then I wait like three months before doing another. <laughs> That's fair. Oh, I want to do live streams too. Yes, that'll be fun. We need to do an Art Friends live stream eventually. Yeah. Exactly. Like, friends. the only reason why I wanted to get uh, bigger on YouTube is literally for live streams, so I have lots of people to talk to. Oh, <laughs> um, That's wholesome. <laughs> yeah. The only wholesome thing I ever do. Well, live streaming does Nothing. really help grow a channel early on. Mm. Really? Because just the video... That was something I was, I mean, I guess it could have changed because the algorithm seems to change all the time. But early on, I was told that um, on a YouTuber course or something I was taking that a lot of people see faster growth when they're live streaming more frequently. And that's largely because YouTube really loves lengthy content and they want people right. to stay on YouTube for as long as possible. So right. if people are, even if you only have four people sitting and watching the entirety of your live stream, that's the equivalent, if it's like a three hour live stream or four hour live stream, that's the equivalent of 
you know, like 600 people watching for a few minutes or something like that. Right. Best way to be a YouTuber is to be a Twitch streamer. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta mark that down. Heard it here first. <laughs> the best way to be a YouTuber is don't. <laughs> oh, we should really make a stream. Yeah, but it 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 would be uh, smart to have like longer videos. Another another like another thing I found out about YouTube recently is I was listening to uh, the KMS podcast, and they said that like YouTube doesn't promote videos that are like just uh just audio and like just a still image for the video. Oh right. We we so come... my idea with the speed train was good. Ha. Yeah, it was a <laughs> freaking idea. Like I heard that, I was like, ha. We dodged that bullet. Uh, but I think recently, and Popcross or Christian rather, you uh, <laughs> <laughs> you uh, have to upload art videos, which drawing takes a long time as compared to someone who can upload daily because they just react to memes. So like you right. can't upload super consistently and then there's a level above that of animators who can upload like once every two months uh yeah but recently Unless some have animators have broken the system and are getting like every video on trending and it's so fun to watch yeah, yeah it's awesome so i think that's interesting didn't you wanna when you were starting the channel remember you want you were called like pop cross animation so you wanted to do animation and animation story time uh, video Yes. So the reason I'd started doing that originally is because I was work, as I said, I was working as an animator for other YouTube channels at the time. And I saw channels like Odd Ones Out and I was just like, wow, these these guys are getting big as people going into being a YouTube animator, not having done animation at all before. So I was super cocky and was like, well, I can I can I'm a professional animator. I can get really big doing this. But obviously it's about the personality and and being really engaging and entertaining with the voiceover and audio um and it's just hard to build a build an audience in general especially early on but um yeah so it's it, it's really cool to see people who can upload less frequently cuz they can put so much more care and effort into their videos which is and i think like at this point now odd ones out has a team of people working with I him know. which is super cool that he can afford to pay other animators and only upload so infrequently. It's just encouraging. Things. 60 million sprinkles. Yeah. <laughs> so many sprinkles. So many sprinkles. You need to, you need to, Popcorns, or uh, <laughs> uh, I, I'm saying it too now. You guys have influence. Uh, <laughs> I didn't even say anything. Literally. <laughs> oh, dang. We need to make Kapalia talk more. No. But, uh, oh. Uh, Chris, for your one million sub special, I expect one million uh, jars of peanut butter. Oh my gosh! <laughs> nothing more. It'd be nothing so less. expensive, you know. <laughs> one million jars of peanut butter, not like one million like ounces. You, it's the, like a jar. The Great Wall of Canada. <laughs> Maybe just <laughs> make like, like one million like milliliters of uh, peanut butter. I, I think feel like that's that would still be super expensive. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but it would be more plausible than one million peanut butter jars, you know? What if you made the largest peanut butter sandwich? Oh. Now, I, I was picturing this in my head of a million jars of peanut butter on a sandwich, and I immediately pictured the fact that you do not take the peanut butter out of the jars to make the sandwich. It is... <laughs> He's just himself the butter knife or something like that. 
Oof, okay, that's, oh, no. let's not get into <laughs> <laughs> I think that would be too artsy. <clears throat> I also enjoy the idea of someone who doesn't watch my channel listening to this and <laughs> having no idea where this peanut butter talk is coming from. Yeah. Man, no. imagine not watching any channels. <laughs> Funny that you should mention that, Apollo, because Chris, how mm -hmm. much YouTube do you actually watch as a YouTuber? Um, that was such a smooth transition, sorry. <laughs> so I think I would kind of have a two-part answer because I do watch a lot of YouTube, but I don't actually watch a ton of art YouTube. Any. I do still okay. sometimes, but I I used to watch more art YouTubers while I was at my job as an animator. I would have stuff going in the background and specifically be looking for channels that talk about their process and what they've learned and stuff like that. I really liked... He's a freelancer for, like, he's worked on League of Legends and a bunch of other stuff, but Keenan Lafferty's channel. I was um, about to say, that sounds yeah. like uh, Keenan Lafferty. Oh, yeah, okay. I don't think his channel's called KNKL, but that's what his episodes are called. It's not. That's, like, his main tutorial series, I think. Right. It's yeah, so, so, yeah, they're so great. That's where I learned to enjoy drawing backgrounds, actually, is an episode that he had made on drawing backgrounds and talk how to map it out with just shapes yeah. instead of thinking about the actual objects that are going there now i love I, I still don't love drawing buildings but i really love drawing trees and mountains and environments like that um but That's yeah so i spinning back to the question which was i think it was how much youtube i actually watch i uh, i do still occasionally watch like casey golden draw uh draw with loft um ross draws lavender town but the stuff that i watch most is um from either mr sunday movies who's been my favorite youtuber and my favorite podcast forever um and uh what uh, and corridor crew there with their vfx artist react series which was obviously a huge inspiration on my illustrator react series ah oh i can see that now i i, I basically just ripped off their form Matt, but with comics and with just one person. Wait a minute, are you saying that VFX artists react influenced Illustrator reacts? <laughs> yep. That's that's basically the origins of Illustrator reacts. I saw, I like what they're doing. I'm gonna do it with... I mean, that traces back to... Traces. Uh, back to episode two again, which is Steve. Yes. So, I, I think it might be fun, because we've touched on it with how animators and artists have to upload less frequently, or they don't have to, but they can't upload more frequently, rather, because they have to put so much work into the videos with illustrating and animating. So, uh, what what do you think are the consequences of like being an art YouTuber? How would you go about being an art YouTuber as opposed to different YouTubers? Um, I think one thing you'd have to do is plan out what kind of art you're going to be making because if you have a super elaborate art style where all the art that you make that you really like is really detailed then it's going to be a lot harder for you to upload consistently um right which as we've said less frequent uploaders can still get big but it's very rare for people who are uploading less frequently to start building their audience um, unless they have a pre-built audience somewhere else on Instagram or Twitter or something like that. But, um, so I would say, so what helped with my videos early on when I switched over from an animation channel to an art channel, and I made that switch because I was like, you know what, 
I like drawing better. I, I'm not sure I'm a good enough illustrator that people are going to want to follow me, but I'm just going to go with this anyway and hopefully improve as I go, which is exactly what ended up happening. But the art that I was doing early on when I was still working full-time somewhere else was a lot more simple, cartoony, and less detailed so that I could get it done faster. Uh -huh. uh, and then now that I run my channel full-time, uh, I've gotten to develop my style to be more detailed. But you can still build an audience with a simpler, cartoonier style. I mean, especially if you look at someone like Drafty, a lot of the art that they do is very simple and cartoony in style. Um, even Lavender Town, her art style is more elaborate, but uh, it is still a, a cartoon art style that's probably a lot faster to do than, say, what James Reyes, box office artist, does on his channel. He can do his stuff quickly because he's worked professionally in the industry for years and years. But He just does yeah, it directly. No sketch needed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. But it's yeah, awesome. Trophy also is able to upload super frequently because all their videos take about as long to record as the actual video. So if it's a 20-minute video, that took 20 minutes to record, you know? Yeah, I mm. constantly underestimate how good they are at art because they do it, like, in real time. But yeah, I, I kind of... We kind of touched upon it earlier, but one thing I would really like to talk about is that, uh, to me at least, the art side of YouTube is divided into two categories with a huge amount of gray area in between them, actually which is the more entertainment side and the more uh, educational side. I like, in my head, I like to have the two, have two uh, examples, which are like on the education uh, side, it's more like uh, Proko and Metal Dory, Saikra, that sort of stuff. And then on the entertainment side, there's more uh, Jazza and Lavender Town and Casey Golden and stuff. But it depends with Lavender Tone, because she sometimes does educational-type videos. Yeah, mm -hmm. sure. And Chris, you do, you do like art advice videos, too, sometimes. Yeah, I, I've tried to walk the line of entertainment and teaching, learning stuff by doing the, like in a lot of the videos I do, I'll have half of the time I'm telling a story or doing lore or something for the character I'm drawing. And then half the time I'll talk about the process that I'm going through because I know that was super helpful to me as I was becoming better at art. I would just always have videos like that going in the background. Um, but also with YouTube, it's generally easier to build an audience if you're doing entertainment stuff, just because someone going to watch an someone can watch an entertainment video that's art focused even if they're not trying to become an artist whereas if it's an art tutorial video only people that are trying to become artists are going to watch that uh jazza i think the reason he's seen so much success is because he's as good or better an entertainer than he is an artist yeah exactly that's really the big thing is if you're a good entertainer and people kind of fall in love with your personality, some people will follow you regardless of what your channel's about. I mean, I, the, the person that I reference a lot for this is um, uh, Unlisted Leaf, who does Pokemon card unboxings, basically, which doesn't sound remotely like something I would have been interested in watching. And yet I've watched hundreds of his videos because, and I admittedly got more into Pokemon cards from watching his stuff, 
but I, it's, he was just such an entertaining, fun personality that I would just throw his videos on in the background whenever I was working for a while. Uh-huh. I feel, I feel personally for me, I, uh, I think they're both super valuable to have, even if it's not particularly educational and just super fun and entertaining to watch a child or someone else who might watch that. Uh, will or might or can still go like, oh, dang, art is cool, I want to draw. And then mm -hmm. you go down the deep rabbit hole of finding all sorts of uh, art YouTubers who have collabed and uh, recommended each other and put each other in the description and follow each other. And then you suddenly find yourself uh, subscribed to 800 channels and you find that you need well, like one hour every morning to watch at least like 5% of your feed in the morning. Definitely <laughs> not me, by the way. No. <laughs> uh, Just for context, Cohen's watch later list is about, was it like 300 hours? <laughs> More. <laughs> wow. It is. Nice. Like there, there's a lot of freaking five hour like instructional videos and I, I haven't had time to watch them yet because I also have like uh, freaking Netflix and online courses. But yeah, I like even with all that instructional material, I still watch entertainment stuff like, yeah. Because like if you if you slam too much uh, educational videos into your brain, you will just key like it at some point it's full and you need some time to process it all and draw it out basically, and mm -hmm. in that downtime you can draw and watch more entertaining videos like especially after I've done like a five straight days of just watching educational stuff and drawing until my uh, wrist just detaches. <laughs> uh, I find that watching like a couple or like multiple hours of uh, really fun and entertaining art videos really helps me just get right back in there. Like if you're, if you're not uh, having that much fun with art, look up a couple of good, like really freaking good entertainment art videos like Christian uh, <laughs> and watch Thank and you. Just binge watch them. And then get back to it and have fun because that's yeah it, it can definitely be hard to maintain your passion for it if you're just doing intense like anatomy courses yeah. or perspective courses or things like that and and yeah as you were saying you need to say if you have just done a long tutorial on learning how to draw leg muscles if you immediately jump into arm and torso and head shape and all that you're gonna just forget everything you learned about the leg muscles that's why the the course that i always really like that i reference all the time neil fontaine on udemy he like tells you he lays out all, all the different muscles you have to draw them and then says okay now stop put the video and draw this like 30 times until you know it by heart and then you can move on to the next part uh but actually like Having that leg to draw like 50 times or 30. Mm -hmm. That sounds like such a boring show. Oh, it is. It was. Uh, but I it couldn't. worked. That's the problem. I don't it care. works. I'd rather be bad <laughs> than be boring. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. I'm here for a good time, not a long time. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I think that that was a fun topic to touch on. Uh, especially. And I. Uh, there was something else, because like we said, the art community is divided kind of into education and entertainment, even though there's a lot of gray area in between. But something else I've noticed about the art community is 
how hecking positive it is. It's mm-hmm. so nice. It's so good. It's just, I'm, I never, or I almost never see hate comments on art videos, like, period. Like, I, I saw one recently and I was like, I was truly shocked. I was just like, like what are you doing here? You're supposed to be under a comedy video. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like, wait, Chris, how, mu- how much hate comments do you get? Um, on It depends on the kind of video. When I was doing more Illustrator React videos, I was getting way more. Um, but uh, uh, now I, I've realized usually if I see a bunch of hate comments, for one thing, it'll I'll usually go look at the person's name in my uh, in the back end on YouTube, and I'll end up seeing oh I've gotten a ton of hate comments recently, but they're all from this one person, <laughs> and then I can just hi- I can hide them from the channel so they can still comment, but I can't see their oh, comments smart. anymore, so they're just <laughs> shouting. They're just because if I block them, suddenly I'm losing the engagement from them commenting, and I'm losing the view from them. But if I just hide them from my chan- hide them from my feed, then suddenly they're stuck shouting into the void forever, thinking that I'm seeing their hate. It's but like really, they're just with helping someone, me out. It's like screaming at someone with AirPods on. Brilliant. <laughs> yeah, you know, exactly. that's a nice idea, though. But now that you exposed your uh, way of doing it, so they don't. I know. Now, if they ever listen to this, they'll they'll go make a second account and start posting the hate comments from that but um little do they know you can just do it again but yeah but the other actually fun tidbit from a youtuber standpoint the other upside is if i start seeing a bunch of hate comments that usually is a good sign to me that youtube is pushing my videos out to more people that don't know because if you're getting just nice comments the people your audience that's subscribed to you is only going to leave nice comments or isn't going to comment because they already like you or else they wouldn't be following you. So when you start getting a bunch of hate comments, it's like, oh, okay, YouTube is pushing my videos out to more people. So it's, even though it can be annoying getting a bunch of hate in a row, it's usually a good sign to be like, oh, well, people good. Christian, you need to shout us out so we can finally get some hate comments. It's like, <laughs> oh, I plan to. Like, I just, we ha- and I'll be all the hate comments. I'll, I'll leave you. some hate comments, just... Oh, that's so nice of you. <laughs> make sure, make sure, uh, <laughs> you just tear into us. I'll, I'll give you a list of my insecurities if you'd like. And... <laughs> make sure to insult our dogs. I'll, I'll Not just the comment. dog. I'll just comment. Y'all are trash. <laughs> like a frowny face, and and you have to pin yes. that comment on the video. <laughs> but oh, the problem good. is, anyone who doesn't. Anyone who just randomly clicks on the video not knowing or not getting to this part will be like, wow, that guy has a jerk. What's wrong Must with him? Must the guest? Man. <laughs> yeah. Let's let Christian know. Coda, cut this part out. Yeah, you're right. If you're getting hate comments, it does. It, it, it's kind of a positive thing. So if you just mute the people and or don't let it get to you, then you can celebrate it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I forgot to mention it before, but I checked. I feel like I, I, like, I checked and did whole YouTube channel, the whole ArtFence YouTube channel has, hasn't had a single dislike so far. Oh, nice. <laughs> Give me one sec, I'm going to dislike all the videos. <laughs> Christian, you, you are being so kind to us right now. Oh man, we really needed this. Thank you for the support. Yes. <laughs> what a relief. Yes. <sighs> what a relief, I thought we were yeah. going too good. No, I'm actually going to make sure I've hearted all the videos Aww. or liked Aww. all the videos. I've liked yeah. all the ones I've watched. I, I used to never really hit the like buttons on videos I watched. 
watched until I started making YouTube videos because I didn't. Actually, it was probably when Mr. Sunday Movies, my favorite YouTuber, started saying near the beginning of his videos to to hit the like button, and he was he tries to make it funny in some way and says like this this helps with algorithm stuff somehow. <laughs> Just do it, and that's when I kind of started doing it because I didn't really think about the fact that it helped, but. Yeah, so everyone exactly. listening to this right now out there in the smash that like button <laughs> hey, right now. Let's hit let's hit ten likes and we'll do a special episode of Art Friends where we reveal Christian's password. <laughs> we get, we'll do Just a face a reveal. Just I mean, you can buy face on all my videos. We'll yeah. do a face reveal anyway. <laughs> yes. Anyways, I think we should try to veer back on topic a little bit. We've Let's got... talk about furry YouTubers. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, welcome to this. Like we have fur friends. Oh, <laughs> uh, there's like actually like a toy here in Germany that is called Furial Friends. Oh, <laughs> I think we have that too. Yeah, imagine the Netherlands and Germany being close to each other and having mm. similar stuff. Mm. Man, crazy. Okay. I, I think an interesting thing to touch on was relating to art YouTubers is that it don't, you don't need to have a certain skill level to start a YouTube channel. So mm -hmm. like, exactly. I, think, I think even Christian said this earlier, when he started, he was just like, eh, I'm going to improve as I go, go through the videos. Exactly. Yeah, well, that's even just from a, from a career standpoint, that was kind of got into it too. Start, the first job I got as an animator... Technically, I wasn't hired as an animator at first. I was hired as an editor, but then I pitched them an idea because I was okay at animating and drawing. Well, I was better at animating, not as good at drawing. Um, and they were like, okay, yeah, you can try this and we'll see if it works. And I made it. They loved it. Then they hired me as an animator, even though really at that point, if you look back at the I was making then, I was not very good at drawing. Like it just was not something that you'd look at and be like, this guy could definitely be a professional, but I just found someone who was willing to pay me for my work and from there just kept improving and improving because I right. enjoyed what I was doing. And it's that same kind of thing on YouTube. You just, if you are thinking about starting a YouTube channel or for anything, not even just art, just start doing it because not only will you improve as you're going, but it'll be so much fun for people once you do have an audience to go back to your very first videos and see, wow, this person's really improved a lot and that then gives them encouragement to see that they can start doing something and just get better at right. as they go uh actually this channel happened pretty much just me being uh, like Conan and i talking about podcasts and like uh, how coda and i could be in the commercast and we were, but what if we do like a youtube channel and then we were like how about now and then we were yeah. then we made the channel the next day we just recorded a video uploaded it and okay Sure. Yeah, the entire thing happened in the span of 48 hours. Wow. But yeah. Uh, yeah, and see, we're, we're just having a good time with it. Uh, we don't have good mics. We don't, you know, we're, we're just having fun with it. Poor mm -hmm. Mike. Why do you always have to be so mean to him? Yeah, freaking coded. That's really offensive. <laughs> Say I apologize, Mike. Yeah, now he's crying, so he can't talk anymore. What the hell, Coda? <laughs> yeah, I think that logic does apply to anything. And kind of especially YouTube, because it's like, with anything, if you want to do it, just do it. 
But like with YouTube, uh, you can just do it. Like let's say I want to open up a company. Well, you gotta work, you gotta get money, you gotta get connections. But with YouTube, if you say I want to start a YouTube channel, all you gotta do is like make an email, and then you're good to go. Yeah. So exactly. I think I think it's one of those things that, like like I said, like we said, we started Art Friends within a 24-hour period of deciding we wanted to start Art Friends. So yeah, and so our 48, whatever. So. Let's say someone watching this decides, yeah, I'm going to do a I'm I'm, I'm going to do a YouTube channel. I'm going to do an art YouTube channel. Do you have any tips because you grew very rapidly? Like you grew super fast at one point Christian. So do you have any tips right. on how to grow a channel or how to gain an audience from nothing? Um, I think as much as the like people generally want to hear the how do you explode? But the most important thing is building the core audience of people that are going to keep watching your stuff, even when you're not on a big uptick of growth. Um, So it's uh, one of the big things that really helped is uh, starting a discord, which was Cohen's idea for me. Cohen started and runs and brought on all the moderators for the Popcross community discord. So thank you again, Cohen. Um, You're welcome. uh, (laughs) So and and also the on as a bit of a tangent discord is way better at sending notifications than youtube is so a lot of people that see, come watch the videos right as they're coming out are coming from discord instead of youtube but um uh well, oh shoot that tangent just threw off my train of thought oh tips right okay so the the most important thing in my opinion is building that core audience by really engaging with people until you're at something like 10,000 subscribers reply to every single comment that comes in unless it's something really horrible and rude you can just you know don't bother replying to really toxic people but even if it's someone (laughs) is that that's a compliment i'd say (laughs) you bathe regularly that just actually ask certain people that's disgusting you shower daily that reminds me of my favorite hate comment I've ever gotten on the channel. Oh, yes, it was please. Back when, it was back when... What is it? It was back when I was doing animation videos, so the channel was still really, really small, and I don't think I was even in the video. And I think it was a video I made about how 2D animation is still thriving just in a different way with shows like BoJack Horseman, which we were talking about earlier, and like Netflix and all that kind of stuff. And it's just not mm-hmm. frame-by-frame hand-drawn as much anymore. Right. But anyway, that's the, so I on that video, which I'm pretty sure I didn't appear in because it was just animated, the, the comment just said, you probably smell awful. You, you probably smell rancid. Go take a shower. <laughs> <laughs> I was just, and I was so I rewatched the whole video trying to figure out what they were referencing. Like if I'd said something about smells, or and I just couldn't. I never figured it out. I thought it was so hilarious and out of nowhere. It was such a mysterious comment. Like couldn't figure That's out so why funny. the person Wait, said. If if <laughs> I got that comment, I'd immediately look behind me. <laughs> maybe it was my roommate at the time <laughs> imagine that your roommate walks in and you're like who left this comment your roommate walks in he's like hey bro found your channel left you some comment support um uh, but when, when you post a when you post a hate comment under this video i will we or or either me <laughs> or the art friends channel will reply to you you smell like soap uh, <laughs> perfect the ultimate hey, hate 
Yeah, we, we've come full circle, because you smelled rancid and took a shower, now you smell like so. <laughs> there we go, I did it. Yeah, you finally smell good. Well, but like, I, I exclusively <laughs> insult Canadian people with, you smell like soap. <laughs> I thought you were just going to end it at I exclusively insult Canadian people. <laughs> <laughs> he does, but also just with that one. Yeah, so that's his only insult he uses. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Canadian people are too nice to be insulted. <laughs> Wait, I'm going to... They're in peppered, dang... Oh wait a minute. Okay, so I've this was a huge tangent from me giving advice. So just yeah, to finish to, off the thought, I need to I need that. to insult one person who isn't Canadian, and then we can finish off. Go for it, Cohen. You suck at art. Anyhow, continue. Uh, no, <laughs> no Cohen. Lies. That's we got news. But yeah, I was enjoying that tangent, but also I want to make sure to give the advice. Yes. <laughs> that, um, <laughs> uh, Man, Cohen so, yeah. people like you. <laughs> Really engage with your audience and go, I, because at the time when I was starting my channel, I watched lots of art channels, but I was never really engaging on them until one time, I think it was that I commented on one of Jazz's, I think I commented on Jazz's Spider Sona video, that might have been the first one I really commented on, that my comment got, I got there right as it came out and a bunch of people liked my comment and I forget what it was, but from my comment getting really liked a bunch of people came over to my channel because they saw that the name of my channel was pop cross animations at the time oh. and a lot of people watching jazz's channel like animation so they saw yeah. they saw a decent normal name like it didn't have a bunch of x's and sevens and fours in it or something <laughs> it was just pop cross animations i had a decent icon so they're like oh this is interesting click away so going, not just engaging with the people that are on your videos, but engaging on in the comment sections of people whose videos are sort of similar to yours or are That's in the same really community smart. as yours. That's, That's the like... biggest thing. Because also people will feel so much more connected to you if they've spoken to you and replied. You, If you've talked to them, then they have that much more connection to you. That's, That's legitimately... Really that's legitimately how I found your channel, by the way. Like, I watched the right. Jazza video. Yeah. I saw your uh, icon and username, and I was like, I'm not interested. Then I watched the Box Office Artists video, and I saw your uh, comment on one of your comments under it again, and I was like, huh, I recognize this guy. <laughs> Time to check him out. Oh, wait, this, well, there is you pretty, go. This, this is actually decent content, and he has, like, 1.8K subscribers. What? Uh... <laughs> uh freaking uh, subscribe watch all his videos in a day leave some uh, teen angst insecurity comments that you'll regret a lot later <laughs> uh, ask if he has a discord server success no <laughs> and it's then you became the king that. of the discord yes yep and you know Sorta. you know i think this is a fun point to bring up with that which this isn't this isn't to say the only or best way to grow your channel is comments but justin y is a famous youtuber commenter <laughs> and he he yes. has left oh, through oh, only one. YouTube comments. He I just looked it up. He is at five hundred forty thousand subscribers. Wow! Yeah, <laughs> he's commented on some of my videos. Really? really? Yeah, he's that is quite. That is when you know you've made it, right? That, yes. I I freaked out when I saw that. I was so excited. <laughs> I think, and I think the video he commented on wasn't even one of the. I think it wasn't even a video that I didn't, ended up doing very well. So I was like, oh, he probably regrets that because he probably would have wanted to comment on one of the bigger videos because that's how <laughs> he'll comment on this video 
Oh, yeah. Justin, why? No comment on this one. I would just, I don't know, kiss my cat. Oh, wholesome. <laughs> but that's amazing. Yes. Uh, that's how you know you've made it when Justin Y comments on one of your videos. <laughs> yeah, I was so excited. And when you've got a sponsorship. Yes. Yeah, that, that definitely felt Speaking good. of, Raid yeah. Shadow Legends is a new no. one. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> but that is a fun thing to mention. Uh, Popcross, do you get many sponsorships or requests for sponsorships? Yes. So I I try to be very picky about the people that I accept for sponsorships. If I... Mm -hmm. uh, because I make a decent amount of money from just the ad revenue off YouTube, I haven't... I've been privileged enough to be picky about who I take on for ads. Right. Um, but uh, so I do get lots of messages. One of the big ones that I always have a hard time deciding on is I get lots of messages of from people who make drawing tablets saying, hey, can you do a review of our drawing tablet? We'll send you one for free kind of thing. And I haven't taken on any of them because I'm always nervous about, for one, they obviously want me to promote their product and I don't know if I like it. Um, right. And there's not really a way for me to try it out before yeah. agreeing to it. And I, I don't want to get the tablet, hate it, and then the two options there are either I make them feel terrible by putting out a video being like, yeah, this tablet's not very good, or I lie to my audience and just say, hey, th th this is great, they, and I'm saying that because they gave it to me for free, haha. <laughs> the duck so, is holding um, a gun up to my head, this tablet is great. I think, first off, getting sponsorships is amazing, but second off, being able to be picky about them is even, is even cooler. Uh, mm -hmm. What would you say, like, do you need to, because I feel like one would need to have a brand to get sponsorships, you know, in a sense. It's it's hard to, if you upload inconsistently or your content scattered and subject matter, even if you have a bunch of subscribers to get sponsorships. I don't know. Do you feel like you'd need to have a brand or not? Um, it, it very likely helps. It's, um... Yeah, it, it's hard for me to give any specific advice on. The, the odds are if you've gotten to a point where people are coming to you for sponsorships, you probably have inadvertently even at least created some kind of brand. Right. Because um, maybe inconsistency just kind of becomes a part of your brand in a way. Uh-huh. But um, yeah, I don't know. It, it's, <laughs> it's hard for me to advise on because sponsorship opportunities just started coming to me when my channel got big enough i thought i was going to have to go out and seek them out and find them or some people get them from joining uh multi-channel networks mcns um okay. but the uh yeah i i just kind of started getting them and the very first one i ever got was from skillshare which is the main people i wanted to do sponsored videos for oh, because i already use skillshare very um, nice so yeah, I think having a brand, you're right, definitely does help a lot because it, it, I think that it just makes you look more professional. So sponsorships uh -huh. and companies will see you and be like, okay, we get what your idea is. We get what your personality is. Um, and we're happy to associate our brand with your brand. Right. Um, I don't think you have to actively build a brand for yourself but i yeah i think it definitely does help and not only that but say if you're an art youtuber you're gonna get tablets and markers asking to sponsor you if you 
you know, review uh, cars, you're going to get mechanics and car parts asking to sponsor you. So it, exactly. it helps It helps the brands know, it, know, it helps which, it helps certain brands know when to sponsor yeah. you if you have a brand yourself because they're like, okay, this is someone who could use our product or could, uh, his audience will use our product because if, uh, if artists watch artist and artists like Skillshare, Skillshare will sponsor artist. Yeah. And then yeah. if you, if you're more on the gaming side of YouTube, you might get sponsored by Raid Shadow Legends, which by the way is a sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've been contacted by Raid before. Really? Oh, yes. Yeah. Good. But I've, I've never played the game and it's like, I, I think their character design is kind of cool, but yeah. I've, I've never played the game myself, and it's not the bad, kind not of game I would normally play. <laughs> yeah, that's I've I've heard. I mean, if a game has an autoplay button, it's not usually action packed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I'm yeah. I'm curious. I don't know if this is you. You don't have to say anything if this is like not legal. But how was that interaction? I don't know if you're allowed uh, to get that information. They, uh, no, I, I, so I've only ever once had to sign a non-disclosure agreement with a okay. company who I didn't end up doing a video with, and I guess I can't really say anything beyond that. But um, uh, basically, it was a, it was a company that I know, and I was like, oh my god, it would be so cool to do something with them. And then they told me what it was for, and I just said, oh, I'm, I'm sorry, this isn't, I don't. Uh, yeah, I can't really go into more detail than yeah, that. Yeah, no but worries, I just, no like, worries. I just, I just kind of sent them a thank you very much for thinking of me. If you have other products um, more in line with stuff that I enjoy, I would be very happy to work with you again in the future. But this isn't a product that I specifically want to market to my audience. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, with Raid, they kind of just contacted me, said these are our rates. Um, I, yeah, I think they said these are our rates. Usually people will ask you for your rates, but um, they said these are our rates. We want you to do an ad for this at the halfway point of the video for 60 seconds. Talk about blah, blah, blah. Does this interest you? They got and, their system down. Yeah. Dang. Well, it's, there's a lot of that. That's there's a sort of almost stock email. Not not quite stock. They all write it in their own ways, but that comes through when people are looking for sponsorship stuff you what well, from bigger companies usually that will be like send us your rates this is our thing we want this as the ad at this point of the video does this appeal to you mm. nice if this question isn't too private but uh what is like the funniest um sponsor like question where like someone uh, asked you to sponsor you like oh um i can't really think of any that i thought were funny in the sense of oh this is such a bizarre product there have been some that i don't know if you ever watch like compilations of vines or tiktoks or anything like that on youtube where they have those those merch stores that are yeah. just a bizarre collection of weird shirts and sweaters um oh God, that like some of the it. sweaters are kind of cool looking but i just you know that's not the kind of thing that I would market to people. And I've been contact earlier on. I was getting contacted by more of those kinds of ones because I think generally I might be speaking out of term here, but I think generally those are the lower paying sorts of ones. Uh -huh. um, but uh, yeah, so those ones were kind of funny. And then there, there. Well, even I thought that I thought NordVPN contacting me was kind of weird, but I actually ended up doing the ads with them, and I really like NordVPN now. Um, 
but yeah, so it's like, I get contacted by some things that I just think, wow, this has nothing to do with what my channel's about. It's, <laughs> I, I find it odd that you want to do ads with me, but you know, obviously there are some cases like with Nord where I was just like, yeah, all right, I like your product. I'll do this. I mean, I hadn't used yeah. their product at first, but after I started using it and got to try it out, I was like, oh yeah, okay, this is great. <laughs> I mean, I found out you can just like say that you're an American and then watch American Netflix. And I was like, oh, honey. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted always sunny. That's and that's what I loved about them. So many I was I'm always surprised how chill some of these big companies are with what I say in the ads cuz like when I like the ad I did for NordVPN, I literally just got to say it's always sunny in in Philadelphia is my favorite TV show. It's not on any streaming service here, but I'm watching it in the UK now with NordVPN. And I I assumed that they were going to say, "Yeah, you can't talk about TV shows and blah blah like other specific TV shows. Uh -huh. You have to be very vague about whatever." But no, they were just I sent it over to them with all that, and they were like, "Cool. Yep, that works." That reminds me of the story you told with the one clip from Sunny in Philadelphia. Oh, <laughs> yes, no, we we <laughs> That's you not need the story to tell I want to tell. No, I, I think that's a, well, you uh, got it. okay, yeah, you know what, actually thinking about it, that didn't actually, okay, so, so basically there's an episode of It's Always, Su I feel like I have to explain It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia to people, just to make sure anyone who hasn't seen it, it's a show that's about the worst people imaginable, basically, like the people <laughs> writing the show are going, we are trying to make these really terrible people who all run a bar together. Oh, that's so funny. It's about bad people. And I need to preface with that because the character that Danny DeVito plays is particularly bad. And um, they were doing an episode that I had going in the background while I was recording the ad for NordVPN. I just put on an episode that I really liked that, that was super funny um, called uh, Charty McDennis 2 Electric Boogaloo, which is they built a board <laughs> game. They were trying to pitch that board game to someone. And in the midst of making the board game, they all had to make flags for their team. And Danny DeVito's character, whose name is Frank, ha pulls up his flag in the background while I'm recording the ad. And I didn't notice that this was happening until I was done editing and about to send it to them. He pulls up his flag, which is four Fs that made the shape of a swastika. <laughs> <laughs> Which, like, again, the people writing the show are writing it. They're trying to make it really funny that these characters are terrible. So, it's, oh. so it's no, no one is actually trying to promote being a Nazi. But that, that came up in the background. So just as I'm recording this ad for NordVPN, there is a swastika in big bold <laughs> in behind me. And I was just like, oh, my God, I almost sent this to them and oh. they never would have talked to me again i would have definitely lost the spot oh imagine that interaction <laughs> so, well it would have been even worse if if i hadn't noticed and somehow they hadn't noticed because then <laughs> that would have been so bad both for them and for me and I just never would have gotten a sponsorship deal again. With oh. NordVPN, you can change your internet to come from wherever you want. America, the UK, Germany. <laughs> oh, God. With NordVPN, you can anonymously, anonymously chat in Nazi rooms. God. <laughs> Dang. Oh, that would have been horrible. boiling right now, you know? Yeah. So I put on yeah. I put on a different episode and re-recorded the ad. <laughs> and it, I can and only imagine out. why. 
They'd be like, hey, pretty good ad, but, uh, mm. uh. <laughs> <laughs> We're not targeting that demographic as nobody should. Koda's going to be debating whether to leave this part in for like oh, no, at it's least going 15 in. minutes. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was, I, was, I was heavily debating not telling the story, but, you know, I am as long so as people understand. It's a good and story. Anyone, anyone who, it'll be even funnier for anyone who watches Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Always Sunny in Philadelphia, because as soon as I said Charlie McDennis to Electric Boogaloo, they probably realized where <laughs> oh, this was going. It's that part. <laughs> because he he has that flag for most of the episode. It's terrible. Cohen, <laughs> is that the yeah. part where you had the Opalia Boogaloo from? <laughs> no, that's just a general. Electric <laughs> Boogaloo is just kind of a meme. Yeah, that's, oh, that's yeah, the I, best sequel title imaginable. It is. From, yes. Oh, what's the movie it's from? It's from an actual movie sequel. Um, Hit the Streets or something? It's like a dance movie from the 80s. <laughs> oh, that brings so much context. It's something like Hit the Streets 2 Electric Boogaloo. That One brings sec, I'm gonna so look much it up. context to it. But either way, Electric Boogaloo is just the best sequel title. Uh, yeah. I feel like there's two main memed ones for sequels, and that's boogaloo and crybaby after devil man came out oh yeah but electric boogaloo is so much better <laughs> so the movie from 1984 is called breakin with no g at the end breakin to electric boogaloo <laughs> oh i need to watch this movie just because the title has, is so legendary it has 29 percent on rotten tomatoes oh now I want images to it from more. it are super fly looking a lot of people in leather vests and funky shoes. Oh, my. I yes, need to please. Watch that. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> Talking about needing to watch that, Koda, we didn't finish the episode yet, and I'm still... <laughs> well, I'm I... suffering. Oh, Violet Evergarden. <laughs> oh, that... <laughs> yes, Cohen. That. It still didn't happen. I'm... Uh... Apollia oh, and I were watching Violet Evergarden together, and I had to go like five minutes through an episode, and we haven't finished it yet. And Apollia is like, <laughs> it's like breaking down. <laughs> as someone, as someone who watches like a show regularly, I'm literally watching it right now in the background. It's painful, painful. <laughs> You're watching it while we're recording an episode. <laughs> Full Metal Alchemist uh, at any point in time, doing anything. <laughs> Yeah, I actually listen to music in the meantime too. <laughs> is it Dang. is it okay if I jump away really quickly to go to the washroom? Yes, I sure. I was okay. actually thinking I should do the same thing. So okay, perfect. I was drinking a large glass of water while we were talking. I was I definitely too. have to. All right, I'll be right back. Okay. <laughs> Since Koda isn't uh. here. So anyways, Cohen, let's talk about... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love thinking wrong, Opalia. Oh, man. What's That's your such favorite a fun part episode. of the human body? Uh, it's actually the ears. The ears? Because they're so swirly. And like the inside of the ears, like with the spiral. Who's a mucky? <laughs> What's your favorite part of the body? I'm back. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I code. Uh, code is definitely my favorite part of the body. Don't no, don't think... say that. <laughs> do not. Oh, I man. I I don't know actually. I do I like 
I know why, but I like hands like quite a lot. Right? They're spooky, but I like them. Like they're somewhat they hard to draw, but I really like handy in our daily life. My favorite part of the body uh. is <laughs> is the eyes. Really? The How eyes. so? Because they're the most expressive thing. So like the eyes and the eyebrows, that general region, and the eyes are like very just pretty. Like I feel like the f the face and the hands are the most expressive parts of the human body. I love how Conan and I went like hands and like ears, and Koda's just like yeah eyes, like a very romantic person. Hey, I'm back. Hello. Chris, what's your uh, what's favorite, favorite part, part of, of the, the human body? body? Um, the back. Oh, oh that's fun. That was different. I said eyes. I said oh, oh. ears. Actually, yeah, I'd say, say back or forearms. Oh, forearms are great, forearms? too. I like forearms. <laughs> well, see, I, I, I really like rock climbing, and the things that you oh. work the most when rock climbing oh, are your right. back and forearms. I did not so know I, you did rock climbing. That's fun. Yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, not so much in the last few months, because yeah. everything's closed. <laughs> but, <laughs> but so instead, I just have a chin-up bar and have been using that every day to make sure I don't lose my rock climbing edge. Yeah, no pun Man, intended. Imagine being muscular without <laughs> anything else. Imagine being spaghetti. <laughs> I like spaghetti. They're very Don't good. say that in this context. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, though, though, spaghetti with bolognese, good. Yes. Okay. Is it possible? There was one more thing I wanted to say. I'm trying to remember what it was. Because we went on a huge tangent just now, which is gonna be <laughs> hilarious. But yeah, you don't. You just wait until you hear what we talked about when you guys were gone. Uh, oh no! <laughs> I'm scared. Obviously, what's our favorite part of the human body? <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, uh, I was as a, as another another tangent. I was telling Apollyon just before we started recording how when I went to the washroom before we started recording, my light went out immediately after turning it on and now as i went to the washroom again which has probably been edited out or maybe it hasn't i don't know as it, i went back in the light spontaneously turned back on and is working again the duck Whoa. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no that, that one's happened that one's happened Coda. also did cohen tell talk about no. the duck on the recording or before no the i was i was technically recording it but it was before the episode started so we could i could fit it in somewhere <laughs> they don't just another out of context joke yeah they don't need to know <laughs> just out of context stuff is fun right coda right <laughs> <laughs> oh that's something we didn't talk about what does your routine look like for recording and like what do you do uh, do you get up? Do you write down video ideas? I never get up. I always stay lying down. Oh, of um, course. No, I yes. <laughs> um, All the videos are shot uh, uh, at with you lying down. The background is just a cardboard painted to look like a background. Exactly. No, he's still my, laying down, but his bed can actually sit him up. My, my bed sheets are just a big photo of my room. So I can lie on my bed and it looks like I'm sitting up in my room. Yeah, please. Oh. Such a funny idea for, for a bed <laughs> <laughs> A photograph of your own room. Yes. Oh 
man, next time Carter will show us his room, it will just be like his room, but on his bed, and he's like, psych. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I need to make it to where it's like roomception, where I can keep zooming out, and it just keeps being <laughs> images on the bedsheet of my room. <laughs> Forever. Infinite rooms. <laughs> Infinite rooms. <laughs> yeah. um, well, it's very roomy in here, huh? Hey. But Chris, at what time do you go to sleep? At what time do you wake up? And what do you do during the day? Oh, yes. okay. So, um, I during the summer and winter, I get up at slightly different times. During the winter, I get up a bit later because it's darker out uh -huh. um, for longer. Um, but during the summer times, I usually get up around 6.30 and um, I'll just immediately... Well, I'll do a stretch routine usually. To, because there was a while there when I was working like 80 hours a week that and all pretty much all of that was drawing and animating that my arms started getting really uncomfortable and I started having hand problems until I started my started doing an arm and hand stretch routine at the beginning of the day which has helped out a ton and I recommend it to oh. anyone who draws for something like seven eight hours a day that's interesting. but um, so I'll, I haven't been yeah. doing that oops uh, <laughs> When you're when you're an old grandpa like me, that's when you'll have to start doing it. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I, I stretch. I usually do. It depends on if it's a day where I'm doing more drawing or filming. But usually, I'll start the day with a drawing, just stretch routine, draw while drinking the coffee, and then once I'm finished that first drawing, usually either be super excited about the fact that I've got at least one good drawing ready for the video or start panicking about the fact that one of the videos in the drawing is going to be bad and then uh, go have breakfast, come back, do two more drawings or start filming depending on if it's a filming or uh, a drawing day. And somewhere in there, I'll be writing the stories for my characters and the lore for the characters um usually before the drawings but sometimes after or during the drawing i'll get some ideas and edit things and it can also depend on the kind of video i'm making because obviously sometimes i haven't done them as frequently recently but there's the illustrator reacts videos where i'm not drawing anything for those and i have to go and research different artists so really every day can look very different but the the basic routine is get up stretch work for three hours breakfast slash lunch work for another uh, six or seven hours, usually until around five or six or so. Um, and then some days on Mondays and Fridays, a video will go out at five and I'll reply to comments for an hour or I'll just finish work if a video is not coming out and go try to not think about work for a bit. <laughs> the fact that you said you stay up at 6 a.m. kind of creeps me out. Or 6.30. Apollya likes to sleep. In. Oh yeah. No, 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 I'm still awake at that time, please. Well, here's the thing. I don't know if you consider it sleeping in when you're nocturnal, but exactly. Polya is nocturnal. Basically. I'm very nocturnal. But I, I think that's interesting that it is a full-time job. Like I feel like people mm -hmm. don't realize how much work goes into YouTube videos. It But yeah, because they're they're like the end product that people are seeing that's only 15 minutes long and seeing the drawing take only three minutes in the course of the video it can seem to people from afar that this is a pretty quick thing to make but usually each of those drawings takes about two and a half to three hours um the filming the video editing the video adding some little animations and cutaways to make sure it's a little bit more fun and lively 
um, writing the stories for all the characters, and then even just the cura making the thumbnail and curating the video can take a long time, trying to figure out what tags you should use and can use that will get people to watch this video. I usually go tags? through... Pardon? What are tags? Next, uh, when you upload a video, you can pretty much uh, do like hashtag popcross, hashtag podcast, po hashtag art, hashtag... Hashtag, you know? Yeah, exactly. YouTube kind of buries them when you're uploading the videos nowadays. Like, it almost seems like they're not encouraging people to use them for some reason, but they really do help. A big, actually, side tip that I learned when I was working at an advertising agency that mostly worked with YouTube stuff is to try and always triple up on the hot keywords of the video. So you have, like, let's say I'm drawing Spider-Man in a video. I want to make sure to have Spider-Man in the title, in the description, and in the tags, because that really optimizes search engine searching of people that type in Spider-Man to get prompted for your video. Our nice. title will now our be... Our description uh... is just like, pop cross, pop cross, pop cross. Don't ask us. Don't ask. Pop cross hate comments? Question. <laughs> <laughs> Pop cross podcast gone Pop cross wrong? exposed. <laughs> yeah, wait. We haven't exposed you in this podcast yet. We did. Oh. Wait, have we, we just talked about his bathroom? <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> that's about his and his bed. Pop cross never his changes bed. his lights? Question mark. <laughs> Pop cross has a bed sheet of his room. Pop cross is a vampire. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. All of my friends seem to turn into vampires eventually. Vampires? <laughs> Is that because you're well, a vampire and you're biting them? Oh, no. Cohen, if oh, all your Cohen. friends turn into vampires, you might be the problem. You do have an obsession with teeth. <gasps> <gasps> oh my god. Cohen, Cohen commerce, vampire, question mark? <laughs> <laughs> Wait. Oh, sorry guys, I'm getting cold. Have to go. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I love how he just uses the duck. Yeah, I'm getting called, have to go, and you run out the door, and you're like, ah, it's day. <laughs> That's but... actually how I react to <laughs> I have a healthy sleeping schedule, thank you very much. I do so myself, it's just American. <laughs> <laughs> I have a healthy sleeping schedule. So actually, I wake up at 6.30, American time. Yeah, Opali and I do go to sleep and wake up around the same time, which is disturbing. <laughs> no, I actually wake up earlier. How oh, dare? Uh, but uh, I think I think uh, you were you were talking about. I forget exactly what you were talking about. Uh, your your daily routine. That's correct. There oh, is so, that what? Oh yeah, because you you'd mentioned how yeah there it really is a full-time job yeah it's which uh it's so yeah. much work people don't realize because like uh you know how we were saying earlier if you want to make a youtube channel just do it but also be prepared like just mentally prepared to devote if this takes off a ton of your time to it yeah yeah because yeah. even especially now well with with covid stuff happening it's been easier for me to spend more time on work without having to think about it because obviously i'm not hanging out with friends or anything um but i mean i do like you know stuff like this like voice chats and whatever right. but um Art so I, i'd say over the time that i've spent that i've been full-time on my youtube channel which is approaching a year now i've probably still averaged like 60 hour work weeks 
which is less than I was doing when I was working a full-time job and doing YouTube on the side, but that's uh -huh. still, it's still significantly like more. Job. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so it, it does take a lot. Oh, go ahead, sir. I'm done. Other things you will you will have to make time for it. Like you cannot expect it to like edit itself, even a pop yeah, podcast. I was mm -hmm. I thought that I said pop cross and I was like, wait. <laughs> Uh, even a podcast needs editing. Like you wouldn't believe it, but oh my, does it need editing, right, Coda? Yeah, <laughs> especially Speaking this of... one. Wait, how <laughs> we've, long have a, we been we've had a lot of tangents. But yeah, that, I guess the my if I'll give some final note on running YouTube channel mm -hmm. that the fact that it's it if you do continue with it and and end up growing to a place where it can become a full time job, it will be for sure a full time job and one that you spend more than a normal full-time job would probably take time-wise so it just right. really really does have to be something that you are obsessed with and absolutely love exactly so just if you're doing a channel and also but on the side of that i i really liked that when i finally started to get a channel going well popcross studios which was originally popcross animations when i started i went super broad I said, this is just going to be a channel about animation and drawing. And I'm just going to do everything under, under the sun that I get inspired to do. And then from there, I whittled down more of a niche. Like, I didn't start too niche because I've started, like, if you go back through my old unlisted videos that are still up, but you can't find them by searching for things, there's a bunch of videos under superhero studies, which is what this channel used to be called. But it was too specific of a topic. I got really bored of it and just ended up not doing anymore. I think another fun note is like you were saying, whittling down, but also mm -hmm. expanding and changing, right? Nothing yeah. nothing ever stays stagnant for too long. Jazza completely changed the way he makes YouTube videos recently to the point to where he changed his name from Draw With Jazza to Jazza. So, and I think, was it, was it whenever you started expanding into Illustrator Reacts and stuff like that, that wasn't strictly just drawing videos that you started blowing up? Yes, so that is kind of a a bit of a double-edged sword in a way, in the sense that the Illustrator React videos were doing super well, but then suddenly, when I wouldn't do one for a couple weeks, none of my the video the channel would really really tank and wouldn't do very well until I did another one of those because suddenly a huge bulk of the people coming to the channel only wanted to watch Illustrator React videos, and so that's mm. why I, I when I was originally starting a channel, I remember being told that there basically are no more variety channels on YouTube getting big because people will... The, the way YouTube's algorithm kind of works, which again, I've said I don't totally understand it, but if you have a bunch of videos in a row that your audience isn't clicking on when they get the notifications for the people that have the bell rung, YouTube thinks that people are bored of you and won't push out your videos as much. It'll send out less notifications to people. Right. So when I did, when I do an Illustrator Reacts video, unless I do one soon after, my notification swarm that gets sent out would drop so much that the channel would really dip because people aren't clicking on the non-Illustrator Reacts videos. Um, right. So it, the Illustrator Acts videos helped the channel really take off and get exposure, but then it was also hard to get people onto the other kinds of videos, which I've kind of just recently finally gotten to a point where people are watching, are more so watching the drawing videos than Illustrator Reacts. Like the last Illustrator Reacts only got like 
50,000 views or something, which is still good, but things like the Avengers as Dragons videos got almost 300,000 views. So I'm like, okay, people finally like my art as much as they liked when I talked about other people's art. <laughs> hey, that's good. Did you have any techniques that you used to get around that, or did it just kind of happen naturally over time, just keeping up it with... kind of just happened... I, I, I almost think of it as being like Stockholm Syndrome, where uh -huh. I, people came to, <laughs> people were, actually that's probably not a fitting analogy, but people came to my channel for the Illustrator React videos, and uh, enough people were starting to, I think, like, respect my opinion and enjoy my personality, as we were talking about earlier, that even though they thought, oh, I don't want anything but Illustrator React videos, but if I wasn't putting them out as much, they were like, well, I still kind of want some content from you, so I guess I'll start watching the other stuff. And then they just got dug in enough to those videos because I do put out way more drawing videos than Illustrator Reacts videos that people were finally like, oh, okay, yeah, I guess I'll keep watching these. And it was just kind of, I don't know exactly where the transition happened between Illustrator Reacts videos being popular to the other kinds of videos being popular, but... I think it really does kind of just go back to your personality. Because once you have more content out there and people watch even one, two, or three things where they like your personality, they'll watch a bunch of your other videos regardless of what they're about. Which is actually how I personally started listening to podcasts because I watched all of Mr. Sunday Movies videos and I ran out of his videos and was just like, well, I, I like this guy's content enough. I want more out of him. So I started going to listen to his podcast. So it's it all kind of comes back to personality, regardless of what you're doing on YouTube, art or anything else. Right. The the tactics of how to grow and how to expand are secondary to actually having a compelling person. Yeah. yeah. Because that naturally it will happen. Just like you said, naturally after you blew up, you kind of started just over time getting more people to watch your videos that weren't Illustrator EX. It wasn't like a tactic or it wasn't all of a sudden a switch it just your personality if you kept consistent and kept your personality uh improving it or whatever you want to say kept it consistent you mm -hmm. eventually just attracted those people to rather than illustrator reacts attracted them to you which could be taken in many contexts but uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly and that's a good way to go because just imagine someone uh having videos like we are talking right now but then their next video is just like hey 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 welcome to my <laughs> Hi everyone, welcome to the Art Friends Podcast. We are today Yo! talking about energetics things that help with art, such as uh, Red Bulls and uh, not to say in company names, apparently. Oh, you can slow, lightning out. Woo! Yeah, it would be very annoying. Secret to art, <laughs> caffeine. Uh... That's too true. That's way too true. But yay, I think I think that was a fun episode. I think we can wrap it up there if no one else has anything they'd like to say. Sounds like the police are coming for Apollia, so I guess we better wrap it up there. <laughs> eh, I wouldn't worry about it. <laughs> Jesus. Can you hear all the sirens? Apollia, uh, if you want to run, you can still stay on the call. <laughs> just, just make sure not to hang up until the episode's over. Uh, yeah. So... But yes, uh, with that being said, uh, Opalia, uh, if you're getting arrested, I understand. We can't have you say anything right now, but... <laughs> no, I will talk. Okay, so... To, so to kind of recap and or summarize what we said, uh, we were just kind of talking about YouTube channels, how one grows them, why one would start them or how to start them. 
so on and so forth. Uh, and the reason is because we got a lovely guest. Thank you so much, Christian, for joining us on yes. the podcast. Thank you. This was super fun. Definitely, definitely want to. It was a great time nice. for me. Definitely want to come on another episode if you'll have oh, me. Oh yay! I would love to. Yeah, have that would be fun. Episode, so. <laughs> Maybe Christian next time not an interview too. where we just like, haha, we will steal all your tricks to get good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're just because this we're, whole episode was a facade. <laughs> we yeah, next you. week you're gonna see Art Friends has two hundred thousand subscribers, and we're just gonna be like, hee hee hee, we have become your rival. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Oh uh, yeah, Christian, we're we're too busy for you this week. Uh, maybe 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 some other time. Yeah, okay, <laughs> it's like oh, uh, if you want a feature, our PayPal is open. So <laughs> <laughs> if you're on the hundred dollars a month tier, then we'll uh, consider bringing you. <laughs> oh, Cohen, sabotage the Discord. <laughs> Anyways, guys, this has been Art Friends. I am very happy for Christian to join us as our special guests. And you know the deal. Like if you liked it, subscribe if you loved it. And apparently there's a bell you can ring. Nice. See you next time. Stay Yay, safe. Bells are built for ringing. All right. Bye, everybody. Yay. Bye. bye. Have a good day. Okay, I gotta, I gotta do something uh, real quick. You might hear some <laughs> noises in the background, but that's just my family talking. Uh, <laughs> I think I that's to... you being a vampire and biting people. Oh, yeah. maybe that's what that sounded I, like. That sounded like a vampire duck to me, Cohen. Have you, have you, have you made <laughs> yeah, your but... duck more efficient by making it immortal? Oh my god! Oh, that's yeah, how it carries you. <gasps> oh yeah oh my god it's all coming together the lore of cohen <laughs> the and cohen's duck vampire duck lore <laughs>